0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy. I'm your host. Happy Bad Monday. I just ate everything, everything. If it was in my house, it's no longer in my house, it's in my body. I don't know what happened, but I hit my third trimester and I became this vast wasteland. For food, I feel like my first and second trimesters pretty normal, like I maybe snacked a little bit more or ate at weirder times, but I was also getting full faster, like it wasn't huge. And then yeah, this third trimester, man, I don't know if my kid like moved and now there's extra room in there or she was on my stomach and now she's no longer there, so I can eat more. I don't know what's going on, but wow, something feral just happened in my kitchen. Let me tell you guys what I've been craving lately and what I just ate. And now I'm realizing kind of how gross this combination of food is. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you guys anyway, because I think you guys need to try it. First thing I had, well, I had some sour cream and onion chips, which are the best chips ever. But I had that cranberry jalapeno dip from Costco and I dipped the sour cream and onion chips in the cranberry jalapeno dip. It was unbelievably good. Again, that might be really, really a gross combination, but somebody who's not pregnant, try it and let me know because I think I may be onto something. Also, I feel like people always get the cranberry jalapeno dip and they always tell me to eat it with the multi-grain chips from Costco. I am here to be a multi-grain Costco chip truther and tell you guys those chips suck. They suck. Whatever they are, they're like hectagons or octagons and they're so seedy They are the worst chips I have tried to ride for them for so long and they're bad. They're bad chips. Every other tortilla chip is great. Those ones don't like them at all. I also had some bread, some fresh sourdough bread with grass fed butter. Yeah, I went to Costco this week. Costco has Kirkland brand grass fed butter that's like $10 for like four huge blocks of it. I had to have gone through at least half a block in one afternoon. I wouldn't even say an afternoon in a mere 40 minutes. I think I went through that. And then I obviously ended it with some sour Scandinavian swimmers. No one cares about what I just ate for lunch. I just feel like I have to tell someone and you guys are who I tell things to. Okay. Again, not the topic for today, but there is something else that I want to talk about that I want to complain about that's been on my mind. And that is the majority of the population's inability to catch a vibe. I'm really actually getting stressed now that I'm getting older, now that I'm doing this job for longer, I'm actually stressed with people's vibe blindness. I'm stressed. How are we still not meeting people's energy? How are we not matching the effort that people put in? I will read submissions. I'll get DMs. I'll say this guy, he said he likes me. He hasn't called me in three weeks and he told me he doesn't like me at all. What should I do? And I don't quite know how to say it any more plainly, except he doesn't like you and you need to read that vibe and we need to up the self-awareness because it would save everybody in the situation a lot of confusion and probably sadness if people would just catch the vibe. If there is somebody who you really want to be friends with who is not reciprocating that energy, it's not meant to be. That's not your bestie in waiting. If they're not giving you exactly the effort that you're putting in, it might just not be right. And that's fine. Don't force it. You deserve people in your life who are going to give you that same energy. Relationships, especially this is I'm thinking about this because I just anyway, I read these submissions that were all about relationships. And well, I have a theory also that in heterosexual relationships, the guy has to like the girl more. I don't know if that's toxic of me or like selfish or whatever, but I think that the guy has to be more invested than the girl for it to be a healthy relationship. I don't know. This could be a really hot take and it could make a lot of people mad, but in straight relationships, I think that it might have to be like that because I don't think that anything good comes from the girl chasing the guy. I think that ego gets involved, I think that it becomes toxic. I don't know and maybe I'm being out of line here guys. I might be I'm totally willing to be wrong. But for me when I see relationships where the guy is head over heels, always putting in effort, always willing to do those things, those ones seem to be the best relationships. I'm willing to be wrong, but I don't think I am. Once again, it has nothing to do with today's topic. I just think all the time about just how much effort we are giving to people that are just not putting that effort back into us. It is such a waste of time. There are people out there who will like you and want to hang out with you and want to date you and want to love you that you don't have to sit and be weird to. Like you don't have to like be clingy or, you know, let's up the vibe visibility. Okay. Anyway, again, not anything close to what we're talking about today. We're talking about lying. Lying, getting caught in lies, catching people in lies, little white lies, big little lies, big fat liars. That's what we're talking about today. And I thought it would be interesting to do a little Google about why we lie. And there are some interesting answers. I would say the vast majority of the internet agrees that we tell little lies or even big lies for self-preservation, to avoid conflict, to avoid punishment, to avoid uncomfortable situations. Very rarely is lying not self-motivated. And I read something else that plays into this that was very interesting. And it's that Immanuel Kant, who obviously I know because I study philosophy. No, I only know him because I watch The Good Place obsessively, but he's a philosopher and he's talking about how lying must be morally wrong because if we all lied all the time, then society would collapse. If there was no element of trust, then society couldn't move forward. It's basically where we're at right now. No, but if we were living like 10,000 years ago and we were still in, you know, groups and tribes and clans and whatever, we wouldn't be able to lie to each other. We would have to be honest with each other. Otherwise, our species wouldn't evolve. Anybody's who's like an anthropology major or something, let me know if this rings true but it seems like now we're at the time in history where the self is more important than the group. And so we've all become big, fat, dirty liars. And again, maybe that's not exactly what happened, but it seems like that's the case because lying really has no social utility except for avoiding awkwardness, maybe. Like, it just seems like it's always gonna be a better idea to tell the truth, even if that means that somebody could, Get hurt, at least they have the truth. Like it's something that people have said about relationships that honesty is the kindest thing you can do. If you're breaking up with somebody, like doing it in a straightforward, honest way is always going to be the better option than lying your way through it. And telling them honestly how you feel could end in their feelings being hurt, but at least they have the truth and they could move forward in life with the truth. So, anyway, all that to say before we begin, if you've ever lied about anything, you're a bad person and you should feel really bad about it. No, obviously, we've all told white lies. We've all lied about big things and little things. And we're going to discuss those things right now. And I'm going to give you my obviously very sound, very <laughs> advanced, very logical feedback. I am your fairy broad mother here to direct you when you get caught in lies. OK, here we go. First story. I was hanging out with a small group of people, one of whom was a guy I had a huge crush on. We'll call him Dan. One of the girls kept flirting with Dan and made a comment to him about how she loved the singer Duffy. Her song Mercy had been released a couple years before, and that was the only song of hers I knew. I was desperate for this girl not to outshine me in front of Dan, so I blurted out, oh yeah, Duffy, I love her. And the girl turned to me and asked, really, which of her songs are your favorite? And I turned bright red and mumbled that Mercy was pretty good. She saw right through my lie, but was kind and let the subject drop and started talking about something else. I was mortified. On the plus side, I ended up marrying Dan. So things worked out. P.S. As a side note, I looked up Duffy just now and found out she was kidnapped at some point in the past decade. She hasn't given many details, but it sounds terrifying. I also looked it up. I'm not going to share what happened because it's pretty gruesome. But if you're curious, you can Google it. The song Mercy by Duffy also, I can't play it because of copyright, but I only know the song because it plays during a sex scene in Grey's Anatomy with Mark Sloan and Callie Torres, which I've watched, obviously, too many times to know what song is playing. But I'm glad that she was nice about it. I hate the, you know, the name three songs trope. We've all seen it. I feel like now we're kind of getting out of that. Like, I feel like when I was in high school, if you wore a band tee, like people would always say like, oh, we'll name three songs. Or you wear a jersey of something. People were like, oh, name three players, whatever. I think that that's kind of come and gone, Thankfully but we live in the time of fandoms now. And apparently it's not enough to be a casual fan of something ever. Apparently you do have to be a diehard Taylor Swift fan to go to a concert. You have to know every Harry Styles song to claim that you're a fan, to claim that you finna be in the pit. Every time I quote something embarrassing from the internet, I just think about people who don't get it. And then people who think that I said that joke or said that sentence in a serious manner. And I get really stressed. So in case you miss finna be in the pit, it's a TikTok joke about a Harry Styles concert. But with that said, I did this all the time growing up. Like I always did it. I thought music was like a huge deal to guys. And I thought liking their same music was a huge deal. The amount of rap songs and rap albums that I know all the titles of the songs, but not a single song is embarrassing. Like I could go through and be like, oh, I love that, you know, Drake song from that album. Never heard it before, but I sure as hell went on Wikipedia and learned every title so that I could pretend that I know this so that you'll like me. Weird things that we do to get the attention of men. Okay, next thing. I'm a high school cooking teacher, so I have to order tons of groceries for my classes. I always do Walmart grocery pickup, but I use the same account as my coworker. Let's call her Miss Smith because setting up the account to be tax exempt is a big, annoying process that I didn't want to deal with. A few weeks ago, the worker was putting my groceries in my car and asked, do you teach at the name of my school? I said, yes. He said, oh yeah, it's Miss Smith, right? I think I had you for financial lit, but it was during COVID. So it was mostly online thinking I'd never see him again. I just was too embarrassed to admit I was using someone else's account. So I just went along with it and I was like, oh yeah, well, unfortunately now every time since I've been back, he's the one that loads my groceries. And he always wants to talk to me about school stuff. And now there's a second worker who also says I was his teacher. And again, I just went along with it. I'm in way too deep now. I'm starting to wonder if they suspect I'm not actually her. I mean, we do kind of look similar, but unless they had her only online, there's no way they think I'm really her. What do I do? Do I keep lying or do I come clean to them? In this situation, I say, keep lying. I keep lying. (laughs) I would. No harm, no foul. There are scenarios that we're going to get to where you got to be honest. And I know I said earlier that like lying is basically killing our society. But, you know, if you're just lying about your last name and the subject that you teach, I don't think anybody's world is going to be rocked if it's like, oh, you know, that lady we thought taught financial lit, she actually teaches cooking. And then they're going to laugh about it and then they're going to move on. So take the opportunity for the social utility of this lie and run with it. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. All right, business owners, listen up. We all know that the holidays are right around the corner. They are the busiest time of the year by far. Don't get stuck worrying about your shipping orders. Let ShipStation do the heavy lifting so you or your team can put your time, money, and energy into more important things. Plus, when it comes to those inevitable holiday returns, ShipStation can automate, recommend exchanges and gather customer feedback. So even if they bought the wrong size or color, which we all know happens a million times a day, they still have a great experience. Whether you're shipping from your house or multiple warehouses, ShipStation can increase your holiday profitability. It is the easiest thing to use. I promise you, I have used it. And if I can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. You can easily automate shipping tasks and manage orders and returns in one simple dashboard. You can quickly and easily update crucial order information and reduce errors. Also, it effortlessly integrates everywhere you sell online. So Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more, ShipStation can do it for you. It manages orders. It prints labels. It compares rates. It optimizes every single shipment and automates delivery notifications, which people love. I love As a consumer, I want to know where my stuff is. You can simplify and automate your shipping no matter how big your business grows. They also have industry-leading discounted rates from USPS, UPS, DHL, and Global Post. Get discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Over 130,000 companies have scaled their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation become customers for life. Let your customers shop risk-free this holiday season with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com and use the code BAD today to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code BAD. Hey friends, my name is Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up and comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Okay, next one. When I was in college, I was in the same church as this group of guys for the whole summer. So for like three months, I would see them at church every Sunday and then during the week for other activities. So basically I was seeing them a lot. When fall semester started, I ended up having class with one of them on Monday, Wednesday and Friday for two hours. About halfway through the semester, we were talking about how it gets to the point of knowing someone that you can no longer ask what their name is if you forgot it. He looks at me and goes, I bet you don't know my name." And I didn't, but I didn't want him to know. And so I laughed and I said, well, what makes you think I don't know your name? And he goes, well, what is it then? Needless to say, I had to admit I had no idea what his name is after being around each other for about six months, multiple times a week. You want to know what I think is a funny thing humans do. I've never met somebody who says, oh, I'm really good with names. It's like this thing that we think is a really, really, really unique to us. We think it's really a novel thing that we're bad with names. So many people say, oh, I'm so bad with names. You would not believe how bad with names I am. And I always just want to say, I think most people are. I think most people have a hard time remembering most names. I think it should actually only be said if you're really good with names, because that is the unique thing. Like, now we're getting to the point where we can just safely assume that most people aren't going to remember our names right off the bat. So when people say that, I just, I never get it. I also think, I mean, I don't know how this guy took it. And honestly, being around him for six months, multiple hours, multiple times a week, it's a long time to go without knowing somebody's name. But I never feel offended when people forget my name. Never. I mean, if it was somebody I knew pretty well, I might but somebody who I just know casually, I would be fine if they forgot my name. I wouldn't take it personally at all. You want to know why? Because most people are really bad with names. Okay, next one. I had an inkling that my ex, we'll call her Mandy, was talking to her ex, we'll call her Katie behind my back. Mandy swore she cut off all communication with Katie for the two years we were together, but I was suspicious. Instead of being normal and looking through her phone. I catfished Katie on Tumblr and became friends with her asking about her personal life and giving her advice on her issues. I eventually did find out they were talking behind my back, but I was too embarrassed to admit how crazy I am. So I told my ex I found a phone call on her phone. LOL. She was so confused, but her lie was worse than mine. So (laughs) I mean, it's true. It's true. Classic. The ends justified the means. However, catfishing on Tumblr is crazy. I saw TikTok about this, about how teenagers need Tumblr. They need Tumblr to get all of their bad, dumb behavior out and out of the way and anonymous on the internet. And then when they become adults, they can move forward. They can delete their Tumblr and none of their weird, problematic things that they thought or did exist anymore because they are in the dumpster fire that is Tumblr. But now Kids don't go for Tumblr, they go for TikTok. And that digital footprint that teenagers are living now is not doing them any favors. It's not, like they need Tumblr to like work out their opinions, to work out the type of person they're gonna be, and then they can emerge. Tumblr is like the chrysalis of evolution. You know, you gotta be in there, you gotta do some evolving, and then you can emerge into the world as a beautiful butterfly. But right now, TikTok and Instagram, I mean, we're just watching the process And it's painful. Every time I see a teenager, seriously, anybody under 18, like I think about when my daughter will have social media and I've said it before and I lean towards never, but every time I see a teenager on the internet saying a little bit too much, revealing too much about their life or their whatever, I ache. I ache for them because I'm so grateful that the majority of my life, well, so far is not on the internet that I really had my space until I was, let's see, like a sophomore or junior in high school. And then I only had Facebook for my junior and senior year and like through the first couple of years of college. And then Instagram started becoming popular. And only then was I like documenting my life. But now kids just, I mean, they vlog everything, they go live, they post everything. There's just so much of their life on the internet. And I hope that there's an erase all button somewhere, because if my opinions, oh boy, if my opinions when I was 16 lived forever on the internet, I would not be able to continue. So all of that to say doing it on Tumblr, you know what? It's fine. You had to do it. And now it doesn't exist anymore because Tumblr isn't real. We should do a catfishing episode. Now that I'm thinking about it, we should do catfishing. And I know so many of you are wanting to do a retire or an assisted living home is retirement home like, I don't know if that's PC. I don't know if we've evolved to calling it an assisted living facility. Let me know. All the CNAs out there, the angels from above that are working in assisted living. My, both my grandmas live in assisted living and honestly, they're very well taken care of. So yeah, we'll do both of those topics. Okay. I am rambly today. I am really rambling. I feel in a great mood, but I just feel a little extra spice what fall does to me around here. Okay. Next one. This is from my first job at 15. I was a barista at Starbucks and my supervisor was a 19 year old that we'll call Katie. One night we were working a closing shift together. Katie was newly promoted and I was newly hired. So our close was taking an extra long time. Right before close, someone had come in and said to us, Oh, thank God you guys are open. The store in Waterford closed early. We were like, huh, weird. And then we moved on later that night around 10 PM after we'd closed, she came up to me. Her eyes were huge and she looked spooked. I said, what's wrong? And she said, Waterford closed early because they got robbed. Two masked men held up the barista as a gunpoint. I was shook. I was 15. We were all alone at this store late at night. She continued talking about it for the rest of our clothes. If they come in, we give them everything. It's not worth our lives. And I'll make sure you're in your car safe before we split up in the parking lot. The guys could be hiding, waiting for us to leave. And then, you know, Waterford is the closest store next to us. I wouldn't be surprised if they're planning on coming here next. Safe to say I was terrified the whole rest of the night. She made us sprint to our cars after locking up and I drove home in silence, so thankful we hadn't been killed. The next morning was my Saturday shift. I went in and felt much safer at 10 a.m. with a handful of employees working and a full house of customers. I overheard my boss say to a coworker, Waterford had a pipe burst, though they had to close early last night. I whipped around and I said, what did you say? She repeated herself that the store closed because of a burst pipe. I told her everything that Katie had said last night. She looked so confused. Katie had made everything up. My boss was pissed. I still have no idea why Katie did that. Was it a prank? Definitely wasn't funny. It was one of the biggest WTF moments of my life. These are the lies that are the scariest from people that are like weirdly dangerous and have no purpose. We're going to get to a story in a little bit that I weirdly think that everybody has experience with but it's like people who are really committed to something bad happening to them. So they just will lie. (laughs) They'll just lie about it for no reason at all. Okay. Next one. I think that this is also pretty relatable. I feel like most people have been caught in this. Once I was wearing my roommate's shirt and I didn't want her to know, but I looked really cute that day. I posted a story to Instagram and I blocked her from seeing it, but I forgot that she had burner accounts. She texted me asking if I was wearing her shirt and if I purposely blocked her from my Instagram so she wouldn't see. The answer was yes and yes. I've been caught. Oh, I've been caught doing this. I've been caught muting people for my stories and then, then being caught. Luckily, they were very cool about it. I don't even actually remember why I did it. At the beginning of the bad broadcast, I blocked my whole family. I really don't know why. Like I don't really post anything that I want not want my family to see, but I was convinced that it was going to be embarrassing. So I just wanted to block them. That's typically why I hide stories. It's just because I'm embarrassed or like, I think that it's stupid and I don't want somebody to judge me. It's never that I think I'm doing something wrong or bad or like that I'm going to get in trouble. It's just like things that I would think are cringe that I just have to do on my story I told you guys like the issue that I have with filming myself and like doing things on camera. I think it's cringe. And so I think other people think it's cringe. So I just mute people from my story. But yeah, definitely been caught. Not an awesome feeling. I don't do it anymore. Okay, next one. If I'm ever going to get a story chosen for the podcast, this one is it. This is my most embarrassing and greatest big fat liar story all in one. For reference, my husband and I were high school sweethearts and he was one grade ahead of me. So one weekend when I was a junior, my parents went out of town. I told my husband, then boyfriend at the time, who we can call Eddie. Oh, that's what you guys call my boyfriend. To come over and stay the night. We were religious. So obviously this was a big no-no. He snuck in. We hardly got any sleep, if you know what I mean. And then he went home and snuck back into his house as if nothing ever happened. I had the wonderful idea to write this experience in my journal. I left details out, but I did explain how Eddie had come over and stayed the night. So a few weeks go by. And at this point, I'm thinking we were completely in the clear. Well, one day I'm in class and I get a photo from my mom and the message that says, you have a lot of explaining to do. Before even looking at the image she had sent, my stomach dropped. I remembered that I had left my journal open on my desk the night before with that page open and explained all the events of the enjoyable night Eddie and I had a few weeks ago. So I immediately look at the photo and she had sent me a picture of that journal entry. I saw Eddie right after class and I told him that my mom knew, but he didn't need to worry because I was going to handle it. When I got home, my mom obviously started questioning me up and down and I just denied, denied, denied. I told her that the journal entry was a fantasy article that I had written and that none of it was true. It was just what I wanted to happen. I thought she believed me because she just let it go and life went on. A week later, next to the original journal entry, I wrote down what I had told my mom to cover my butt and how I had gotten away with it. The next day I come home from school and my mom shows me that journal entry. And at that point, I had to fess up. I still cringe so hard thinking about my original excuse to my mom. I somehow thought that telling her that I was a crazy horny teenager writing about fantasy love affairs was better than telling her my boyfriend snuck into my bedroom. All three of us still laugh about this experience and we can't believe that I made up that excuse. We are really glazing over your mom reading your journal twice, probably more. That feels really messed up to me that feels really messed up to me. Is that normal? I would feel so betrayed. Kids deserve to have boundaries. Kids deserve to have journals that are private. You seem to be very cool with it. I bet it was all fine. I bet you didn't feel as violated as I would feel. I don't know what I would do if my mom read my journal from high school, but maybe I'm the toxic one. Maybe it's a safety thing. Maybe most parents read their kids' diaries. I don't know. But if I was a teenager Oh, like I had friends who had to give their phones to their parents at night and they would go through their kids' phones like with them. Or I knew somebody in high school whose texts would go to their parents first before they sent to anybody else. I just think that overly protective parents raise good liars. All of my friends with really, really strict parents were the best and sneakiest liars. Like this wasn't one of my friends, but anyway, one of my friend's relatives. And her parents were really strict with their texting. So her and her boyfriend had a Google doc. They would have a Google doc that they would go in and they would type in and like a shared document. They would go in and type. And then the other person would go in and delete that and type. And then that's how they communicated. So there was no record of it. And it was not in their emails. It wasn't anywhere. It was just this blank document. And that's how they would communicate. Like kids will figure out a way to do it. It's like if you keep kids from having sex, I mean, I guess pertinent to this story. They will find a way to do it. They will. I promise you, if two teenagers want to have sex with each other, they're going to make it work. It it doesn't matter if you have rules at your house that they have to keep the door open. They will sneak out of class. They will find a car. They will find, like, there will always be a way that they'll figure it out. Okay, next one. I retold a story my friend had told to me, to a guy I was crushing on in front of my friend because it was a good story and I wanted to seem cool. I totally forgot that it was actually her story that it happened to. She called me out right then and there. The guy never talked to me again, but honestly, I deserved it. I'm really going against what I said at the beginning of the episode that honesty is the best policy because I do kind of believe in a little bit of lying when it comes to storytelling. I told my boyfriend this the other day, like I was like, let me exaggerate. Okay, let me embellish. Okay, it's called good storytelling because he will always correct me on the dumbest things. Like I'll be like, yeah, it took us 45 minutes to get here. And he'll always be like, I feel like it was more like 30. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Just let me perform. Let me do my job. If I'm not lying, if I'm just making the story better. (laughs) Sorry, justify my lying. I'm just a really good storyteller. I don't know what to tell you if some of the details are different from the truth, sorry that I'm talented. Okay. Okay. Next one. So my best friend was married and she had been talking to this guy at work and their friendship was getting a little too friendly. Eventually this guy from work, let's just call him Charles, kissed my best friend. Let's call her Judy. Judy tells me this and I tell her that she needs to tell her husband. So a couple of days later, she tells me that she told him and he took it. Okay. I thought, well, that's good, I guess. Moving on. A couple of weeks later, her husband, let's call him Justin, called me crying because something had happened between him and Judy. I said to Justin, yeah, I was surprised you were so okay with what happened between Charles and Judy. Justin says, what are you talking about? And I say that Charles kissed Judy. And then that's when I realized he had no clue and that Judy had lied to me when she said that she told her husband. I felt awful that I was the one who told him it was not pretty and it went down very badly from there on out. When it comes to cheating... Here's where I will have a firm answer. I think you have to tell. If you have solid evidence, if you know for a fact it's happening, I talk a lot about not interfering in people's relationships, letting them figure it out. But when it comes to cheating, I do think that you have to be maybe not breaking up, like however people handle it, whatever, that's not something you need to interfere with. But if you find out that somebody's being cheated on, it feels like the best thing to do would be to tell the person. I would want to be told. I think most people out there would want to be told. I think that's where I stand. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's the end of the year. The temperature is dropping. Winter is upon us. And the seasonal blues are right around the corner. Maybe you deal with some of this. Maybe the change in weather or the change in light or the, you know... Impending holiday activities don't bring you as much joy as you wish that they did. This time of the year can be a lot. And if you feel that way, you are so not alone. It's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. It can be something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. It is the best place to just kind of let your feelings out, have somebody there to help direct you, help guide you through the season. Again, it's so common to be feeling that way this time of year. Therapy in dark times has always been my guiding light. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. They make it super easy, especially around the holidays. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Sometimes you don't have time to like block out a, a drive and an in-person visit. Sometimes you just need to hop on your computer, chat with somebody for a little bit, and then get back to your day. And BetterHelp makes that super easy. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. Once again, that's com slash bad for 10% off of your first month. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Ritual. The perfect diet does not exist. I know there's a lot of people out there telling you that it does, but it really doesn't. Every diet has a little gaps in it. It's basically impossible to get all of the nutrients that you need from your diet 100% of the time. So they made a multivitamin that helps you focus on what's important, like filling key nutrient gaps to support foundational health. The foundation, guys, that's what really matters. I love their prenatal right now, but before I was pregnant, I was taking the Essential for Women 18 Plus, which is a clinically backed multivitamin for women 18 and older with high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's got nine key nutrients in just two capsules per day, and they have a cool design. It's the beadlet in oil, and it's a patented design. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is one of the few women's multivitamins that is USP verified meaning what's on the label is what's in the formula. It's also soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. The best part, you guys, it is a pleasure to take these because they have a minty essence and it makes taking your multivitamin every day actually enjoyable. Nothing is worse than a big clunky vitamin that tastes like chalk. So instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health Great news, Ritual is offering bad broadcast listeners 30% off during their first month. All you have to do is visit ritual.com slash broadcast to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. Okay, next one. So my close friend in college had this childhood toxic friend that would try to isolate her and was very manipulative. I'll call my friend Anna and her childhood friend, Katie. Over the winter, Katie sent Anna a screenshot of a DM she got on Instagram from a random account. This user had no followers, no profile picture, and basically messaged Katie that they are Anna's friend and that Katie is awful to her and should just go do something bad to herself. And sorry, I'm paraphrasing there to you know avoid triggers and that Katie needs to leave Anna alone. Katie blamed my friends and I and said that we were clearly the ones that sent her that message and that Anna shouldn't be our friend because we are so mean. Instantly, red flags went up and I logged out of my Instagram and typed in the username of that Instagram account that sent Katie that message. I pressed forgot password and recover with a phone number. I typed in Katie's phone number and what do you know, a big green check mark filled the screen saying message was sent to the phone number the account was linked to with confirmation to recover the password. Yep, this girl used her phone number to make that account and message herself. Don't try to blame me for shit I didn't do because you literally can't out-crazy me. I wish I could say that after this, Anna realized that Katie is manipulative and how she is a big fat liar, but sadly that's not true and they still talk. Being friends with somebody after that is crazy, first of all, but can we get a round of applause? For this new tactic of finding out whose Instagram is what, you can go to an Instagram and you can type in the username and then put forgot password and then it will say password sent to and then it'll have a bunch of asterisks and then it'll say the last two numbers of the phone number. So you can see it that way. But being the person to input the phone number, if you suspect that it's somebody and you have their phone number, that's a pretty good idea. I love that I just got to finally use my soundboard in an appropriate manner. Okay. I faked my first kiss in high school, so I didn't feel like such a loser when I got to my freshman year of college and hadn't kissed anyone. I still have to pretend this and I'm 30. I'm so deep in the lie. I can never go back on it. I literally sometimes think it actually happened. I did this with my first kiss until I got a real first kiss. And then I was finally like, oh yeah, that was a joke. I was just joking. But it is amazing how when you're in high school, you think, oh, I haven't been kissed and I'm 17 or I'm 18. Like, it seems so old, like obviously not a hot take, but your perspective just changes so much as you get older. That's so young. If somebody told me they had their first kiss at 25, I'd be like, yeah, seems about right. You didn't get kissed till you're 30. Yeah, we're young. We're young and kicking. Who's to say we even need to start dating until right now? Okay, next. There's an influencer that I have followed for a few years and I have noticed that she has started to hang out with one of my old friends from high school. Every time I see them together, I now wonder if she knows this deep, dark story of hers, Here it is. When I was in junior high, I had a group of girlfriends who were super close. We were all devastated to find out that one of the girls in the group was diagnosed with cancer and only had a few months to live. She started going to cancer treatments and she talked about how awful it was losing all of her hair. She would wake up and there were just clumps of hair all over her pillow. When we would all get together, it was hard not to start crying because we'd think about how much we would miss her. Fast forward a few months and one of our parents bumps into her parents. They asked her how the cancer treatments were going for their daughter. They both looked at each other with concerned faces and said, what cancer treatments? She had been lying about having cancer and pretty much everything went downhill for our friendship after that. We were happy she didn't have cancer, of course, but we were so angry and hurt that she lied about it. What boggles my mind to this day is that she never fessed up to saying what she did was wrong and she never apologized to us for it. Needless to say, none of us are still friends with her. I was friends with somebody who faked cancer. I'm not friends with them anymore, but this seems to be like a universal thing. Like I know multiple people, like something similar to this has been submitted before, like multiple, multiple people have friends. And there's, I mean, there's no way that we all had the exact same friend who did it. So it's these types of lies that make me nervous. People who lie about illnesses, people who lie about trauma, people who lie about dangerous situations. Those are the people that you should stay the furthest away from. If you have a friend who lies about borrowing your shirt or who lies about, you know, hanging out with someone, I I don't know. Those are mild and they have their own red flags. But when it's seriously stuff like this, it it blows my mind. And if you are the person who lies about these things, like you have to seek treatment. You have to, because it's not a normal thing to want to lie about things like this. Okay, next one. I was set up on a blind date by my best friend right after I graduated high school. This guy was a few years older than me, but seemed super into me and I really liked the attention. On our second date, he was dropping me off at my house when he turned the car off and got very serious. He told me that he had something important to tell me. He went on to explain that he was really smart. He had an IQ of 140. He was so smart that the government had employed him for special tasks, all of which he could not get into because it was classified information. He then told me if I answered a series of personal questions that he could guess my social security number. Suffice to say, I did not go on another date with him. He went on to get married about six months later. And I still wonder to this day if he told the same thing to his now wife and if she married him under the hilarious guise of him being some top secret government employee slash genius. I love how there isn't even a punchline to this. She didn't like discover that he was lying. It was like she said it and she's like, no, I don't think so. I don't think that really happened. All right. I was at a Lululemon with my best friend when we both found items that we loved For some reason, after my sister always telling me no, I thought it would be a good idea to give them her email at checkout to get her sweat collective discount of 20%. So after me and my friend deliberated for a while, I went to the front and I gave her my sister's email. She thought my name, which was actually my sister's name, was so cool. So leaning into the lie, I went on to tell this whole story of how I got it and how people always mispronounce it. And after we both laughed and bonded over it, she asked for my ID and I said, oh, no, I don't have it. As I held my wallet in my hand, she then said, that's okay. As long as the name matches your credit or debit card, obviously it didn't match. So my friends started trying to tell this lady all about how I go by my middle name. And I didn't change my name after getting (laughs) married. And she eventually just said, listen, I'm not the police, but next time you need it. (laughs) I sometimes give my mom's name or I put in her phone number and things. My mom, I've told you guys before, is a point hoarder. She has so many points she has more Chick-fil-A points than like my parents went to this thing where like the executives at Chick-fil-A spoke and they were talking to my parents after. My mom has more Chick-fil-A points than like the regional director of Chick-fil-A in the South, which is like where Chick-fil-A started. Like my mom has been to Chick-fil-A more than that guy. So every now and then I usually tell her when I do it, but I put her phone number in. And every time I'm like, I wonder if they're going to ask me if my name's Nancy. Like, I wonder if I'm giving off Nancy, it'll be interesting to see what names resurface cuz I feel like right now names are very they they almost have to skip like one or two generations cuz I feel like the names now are grandma or great-grandma names to us, but like our mom's names are not as trendy. Obviously, I have names on the mind right now, but I'm wondering if like my daughter when she has a baby if like names like of our mom's generation will be cool. Like Nancy, that's my mom's name. Like, I wonder if those will be the more trendy names. I asked my mom if I named my daughter Nancy, if she'll like her more than her other grandkids. And the answer was unclear, but I still think it might be worth a shot. All right, next one. I dated the biggest liar I had ever met. When we first started, he told me he was a shoe size 17. I know now that is huge, but at the time, I didn't know men's shoe sizes at all. So fast forward, we go on a little vacation together and he packs all his slides, but we have a lot of walking to do. So he needs tennis shoes. We go to a Ross and I find some shoes in a size 16, which I was thrilled about because size 17 is really hard to find. (laughs) So dumb. Men are so dumb. I show him and he comes back with a size 13 and says, I think I'm going to get these ones. Then we argue a little back and forth. He says he's a size 15, actually. So I still try explaining one size too big is better than two sizes too small. So I bought the shoes. He wore them one day and then went to a Walmart and bought some old, ugly shoes in a size 14 and wore those ones the entire trip, whatever. We get home and we're supposed to go visit some family and he puts on some dress shoes. I ask him why, and he says they're the only shoes he has that fit. As if we didn't just buy him two pairs of shoes. At this point, I'd had it. I caught him lying about random things before. So I just i out ask him, why are you lying to me about your shoe size? And he goes, why would anyone lie about their shoe size? And I responded with, I don't know, you tell me, why would someone lie about their shoe size? Anyway, to wrap it up, we fought back and forth and eventually I made him try on the size 16 shoes, Which were way too big. He was a 13 and a half at most. A size 17 shoe for men. For those of you that don't know, that would be a size 19 in women's. I don't know anybody. I don't know any woman, like even in the history of ever, who has a size 19 shoe. Shaq's shoe size, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, is a size 22. So, I mean, granted that's a, you know quite a bit bigger than a size 17, but size 17 is still huge. It's a huge height and shoe size, man. you will catch a lot of guys lying about it. Remember the rule. If the dating app says they're 511, they're actually 5'9", because if they were actually 511 they would say six foot. If it says 511, they are 5 nine. Okay, next one. I have a friend who has a serious lying problem. She has a story she tells at every party how her and her husband were almost sex trafficked in Europe. And every time she tells a story, it's a little bit different. She's also lied about other things like cheating, people's businesses, their income, just about anything that people will tell her. I only recently have caught her in some of her lies, but it's all pretty new to me. She had told me a story about a month prior. And then when I brought it up, she was like, that didn't happen. You must be thinking of this story and shared something completely different. I didn't really want to pester her. So I brought it up with my boyfriend later. He told me he also remembered that story and literally said, So, were they just gaslighting you? Yes, sir, they were. We were pretty good friends before, but now I'm worried about what things she's lying to other people about. Not sure how to stay friends with her. I also don't want to bring it up and be like, yo, so you're kind of a liar because I know she won't own up to it. Like, I've been with somebody who's a habitual liar. And the hardest part is that they really don't ever just say, oh, yeah, I'm lying. Like, sorry about that. That was probably a stupid thing to lie about. It's like, they will continue to lie and lie and lie and lie. One time we went camping and you know, you have to like pay $10 at like the little pay station when you go camping. And he was like, oh yeah, I paid the guy and like we talked and whatever. And I was already nervous about going camping because I don't like camping. And then it's like the middle of the night and we see lights pull up to our campsite and the guy comes out and he's like, hey, nobody paid for this. Like you have to pay for this before you do it. And I'm like, why would you tell me that? Like, what would be the purpose? Why not just go do the thing? And it was explosive. That's always pathological liars go to. Well, why don't you trust me? Why don't you trust me? Why would you think they make you feel like you're insane forever thinking that they're lying? And it is the most confusing type of relationship to be in because you know that you're right. But then you start to doubt yourself same with, I mean, same thing goes with friendships and everything. You're like, wait, maybe I am the weird one. Like it wasn't until we broke up and I was finally like, wait, I am not the weird one here. I am not the one who's just making stuff up. I am the one with physical evidence of things that happened. And he's the one who lied for no reason about really weird things. And it's so, so, so frustrating. Okay. Last one. How about this one, guys? A few years ago, I worked in the operating room and this guy came in to get a shampoo bottle removed from his bum bum. It wouldn't come out on its own. He told the doctor he was in the shower and he fell on the bottle and it accidentally went up his butt. Still cackle about this from time to time. Does he actually think that story is good enough to cover up what happened? He's a liar and we all know it. Weirdly, I've heard something similar to this before, but yeah, that doesn't just slide in on accident. I feel like I can't overly discuss this because I can't be like, yeah, that does not go up easily. That does not. Believe me, believe me, that takes some effort and some preparation to get that that far in there. All right. That is all the time we have today. You sneaky little liars. While I believe that most lies are just to, you know, avoid weird social situations, it is worth being very aware of the people in your life who are huge liars. It is a weird thing. And if you find yourself lying a lot, just maybe talk it out with somebody. Just give it a little discussion, Give it a little attention. Say I'm lying a lot and I don't know why. That's all I have for you today. I love you so much. Remember to always be safe, be kind, be hot, be honest. And remember that I love you. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, sign up for the Patreon if you like. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Love you so much. Bye.